Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse intended to make people think that they are losing their sanity by making them question their own reality. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. Gaslighters confuse, intimidate, and disempower people for the purpose of controlling other people and promoting the abuser's interests. That quote comes to us from Dr. Linda Hatch. And I'm going to say that again because I know that was a lot. And I want to make sure as, lady, as you are preparing for this episode that you really take this quote in. Gaslighters confuse, intimidate, and disempower people for the purpose of controlling other people and promoting the abuser's interest. T. There's a lot that we have to discuss today. It is, girl. It is indeed. I feel like I already know the question is coming, so I'm just going to go ahead and answer What came up for me as you share that, it kind of made me a little emotional when I was thinking about it because it makes me think about a time when I was not aware of my own power, where I found myself in situations that now I look back on and I'm like, girl, like I would never today, like what, you know, but you know, it, it happens to the best of us. You know, we get in situations with people who we trust 
or think we can trust and they end up manipulating the situation. So it definitely brought back a lot of memories, but I think it's an important topic for us to dive into. So I am excited for the topic. What about you, Dom? What came up for you as you read that quote? Yeah, I think the thing that came up for me is just reflecting on moments when maybe I've been gaslit or manipulated or red flags that I may have missed in relationships. And we're going to get into this, but one interesting thing that really came up for me was thinking about times when maybe I manipulated other people and the impact that it had on them, right? So this is definitely part of a much needed conversation. And we know, lady, as you're listening to this, this episode is being recorded in 2023. And we're coming off the heels of gaslighting being the word of the year for 2022. And so really wanting to dive into this conversation and whether you are a first-time listener or you have been rocking with us for a while, know that we have talked about gaslighting before in the context of narcissism, right? And we have talked about red flags before in the context of understanding relationships. And so if you want to go back and check out those episodes, you can check out season eight, episode nine, getting the relationship you deserve with Allison Wellington. Season 10, episode two, is your partner a narcissist? Diving into Dr. Romani Diversala's narcissism quiz. And then season 10, episode three, how to finally leave your narcissistic partner, a conversation with Dr. Romani. Those were amazing episodes. So make sure you check them out, lady. And before we jump into the topic, the very important topic, we want to give you an overview of why this topic is important and why you should stay until the end. So for me personally, I've been in a few manipulative relationships And I truly believe that if I had language, if I had examples of what these different terms look like in action, right? If I had support and if I had access to more conversations like today's conversations, it could have empowered me to cut ties with toxic people and behaviors a lot sooner. Because I think that when we don't have language for something, it makes it hard to identify it, right? And if you don't have an example of it, You can gaslight yourself, which I've done numerous times, and talk yourself out of leaving a situation or make excuses for someone, right? Because we're oftentimes in vulnerable situations. I know when I was back in a toxic relationship, I stayed in the relationship a lot longer because I was in my head, right? And I thought about all the reasons why it could work and why I should stay. I doubted my intuition. And again, I didn't have language for the behavior to validate my feelings. And so now let's talk a little bit about why you should stay until the end. Okay. So you want to stay until the end because we're going to share actual examples of what red flags look like, right? So you can compare and contrast. If you're in something right now, you're like, hold up. They told me just the other day. Mm Mm-mm. 
and my my sisters, right? My sisters on the Cultivating Her Space podcast told me to beware of this, right? We're going to also talk about and show you what manipulation looks like. What does gaslighting look like, right? What does it sound like so that you can be empowered to make the decision that's best for you? We're also going to share tips on how to communicate or take action when you are faced with these behaviors in real life. So without further ado, Dom, I think I'm going to pass it on over to you to dive into this first definition. All right. So let's talk about what gaslighting is. So again, we know that it was the word of the year for 2022, but do we really understand what it is? I will say, you know, a lot of times as a mental health professional, it is interesting and fascinating to see when words get from the mental health psychological field get used in everyday language because sometimes those words get misconstrued. And so that's also why we want to have this conversation to give you all the clear definitions, the clear language so that you really understand and so that we can clear up any misinformation that might be out there. So our first term, gaslighting. So just so that we're clear, gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse intended to make people think that they are losing their sanity by making them question their own reality. And so what does that actually look like? So the root of the word gaslighting comes from decades ago. And essentially what it is, is let's say that, Terry, you and I are in conversation and you tell me that your lipstick is red, right? And I look at it and I'm, and we're going to say that I'm the gaslighter, right? And I look at it and I say, Terry, no. Your lipstick is burnt orange. And actually, are we sure that that's lipstick that you're wearing and not the the color of your lips? Like, I really I really think that's the color of your lips. I don't think you're actually wearing lipstick. And Terry, because you believe me as your friend, you trust me as your friend. You're like, wait. I've been out all day. Maybe I maybe I don't have lipstick on anymore. And maybe the lipstick I was wearing was like a burnt orange and not the red that I thought that I put on. And you go look in the mirror and you're wearing that red lipstick. You come back to me and I insist to you, no, you're seeing things you're not wearing lipstick and your lips are actually a burnt orange color, not red. So I I think you might need to get your eyes checked. That is gaslighting. 
And lady, if you're not watching the video and you're tuning into the audio, I have on red lipstick today. And yes, this was, an, I want to say like a high level example. We're going to dive in deep into some things that people probably have really seen in relationships yes. because as you walk through that example, Dom, it made me think of a host of other real life examples of why people do that, how it makes someone feels when they are gaslit yes. and all those things. But that was just like us touching the tip of the iceberg lady, but that's why Dom used that example, because if you watch us on Patreon, go to our website, girl, herspacepodcast.com, click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry Patreon, and you can see the video of this episode as well, because it might be helpful for you. So that was our first definition, gaslighting. Next, we have red flags. Yes. All right. So red flags. Ooh, now. Child. You all have seen red flags on social media. You have seen so many people post videos about what red flags are, right? Again, be mindful of your, your information sources. Red flags are behaviors that give you serious pause. And could sometimes indicate a larger pattern of behavior, right? And I want to be clear that I said red flags are behavior that give you serious pause. Because the reality, and we'll talk more about this later as well, the reality is that when we are listening to our intuition, when we are in tune with who we are, we will pause at the red flags. Now, whether or not you choose to pay attention, that's a whole nother story. But again, a red flag is a behavior that will give you serious pause and will sometimes indicate a larger pattern of behavior. Quick example. Let's say that one of your non-negotiables in your romantic relationship is that your partner keeps a clean house. That's your non-negotiable, okay? Might not be anybody else's, but that is your non-negotiable. Your partner keeps a clean house. Red flag. You go over, they invite you over to their home. For the first time, everything is spotless. Everything is impeccable, right? So you're like, bet they check off that box, my non-negotiable, like they keep a clean home. Here's the red flag. After that first visit, any other time you get ready to go to their home, you have to text and let them know when you are outside. And once you are outside, you have you are ending up waiting five to ten minutes before you're allowed inside. That's a red flag. That every time you go over there, you're asked to wait outside five to ten minutes. That gives you pause, or it should give you pause. Why am I having to wait outside? Chances are their house is not clean to your standards. And they're doing a quick clean. But because a clean house is your non-negotiable, that behavior of making you wait outside is a red flag. 
All right, ladies. So we are just diving into one last definition before we jump into some of our stories on what we've witnessed and how we may have experienced some of these things here. So next we have manipulation. And so manipulation is the exercise of harmful influence over others. And I want to be clear that there are ways in which we may manipulate other people and we believe that we're manipulating them for good, for the benefit. But ultimately, manipulation is harmful influence over others because you're not using assertive communication to get the person to engage in the behavior that you want. So I'm going to repeat that definition again. Manipulation is the exercise of harmful influence over others. People who manipulate others attack their mental and emotional sides to get what they want. The person doing the manipulating, also known as the manipulator, is seeking to create an imbalance of power and take advantage of the other person to get power, control, benefits, or privileges at the expense of that other person. All right. So here's a high level, low risk example of manipulation. So, Terry, let's say that you and I are trying to schedule a time to meet up for brunch, right? And we're going to pretend that I still live in the Bay Area. <laughs> and you're in, you're in San Francisco and I'm over in Oakland, right? Now, let's say that you know that you, there's this bomb ass restaurant that you have been dying to get to for brunch, right? All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama 
to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you know I hate coming over that bridge. And you know that it might actually be easier for you to come on over to Oakland, but you really want me to try this restaurant, right? If you were being manipulative, instead of coming out and saying, hey, Dom, I want, there's this nice, there's this bomb ass restaurant in the city that I really would like for you to try. Would you mind coming over? So that we can go to this, check out this place together, right? That would be the more assertive, upfront, direct way of going about it, right? The manipulative way of going about it would be you saying, hey, Don, when was the last time you were in the city, girl? You know, there's this shoe store on Post Street that I really want you to check out. And I know that you, you know, we were talking the other day and you were telling me that you were in the market for a new pair of shoes. So how about on Sunday, since we're supposed to meet up for brunch, how about on Sunday, you come over to, you come over to the city, we go to brunch, we check out this cool restaurant, and then we can go check out the, we can go check out the new shoe store. That's manipulation because you really you really have no interest in going to the shoe store. Your real goal was to get me to come over to your side to go to the restaurant that you wanted to go to. That's manipulation. And that's a that's a high level, low risk form of manipulation. And we'll talk more about what it looks like when it's higher risk form. It's so interesting hearing those definitions because so many thoughts come up for me. I, I think 
I'm going to save my questions in the check-in on the definitions later in the conversation so we can jump into our real life situations. But so much, so much came up, Dom, as you were reading those definitions, so many questions, so many moments of me thinking like, oh, damn, like you said in the beginning, I've definitely used these before, you know, maybe I didn't have bad intentions. Maybe I did have bad intentions, right? Who knows? Like I, I can think of moments where I'm like, oh, damn, I've done that before. So I think when we have this conversation, Dom, it's not necessarily to demonize anyone, but it's to make us aware of what's out there, the tools that people can use to take advantage of us or letting us know that, hey, there's terminology for this behavior here and you might be partaking in this as well. So with that said, we're going to jump into some of our personal conversations. Now, I talked about this a bit before, but I've experienced these types of behaviors in intimate relationships and also in family relationships. I had an ex-boyfriend who did a number on me when it came to manipulation and gaslighting. And yes, I'm going to share some examples. I'm going to change the names and all that stuff. But when I think about even my relationship with my mom, that's another relationship where I experienced some of this. And again, I'm not, I'm not claiming a victim mentality right now because I have also been the perpetrator, the gaslighter, the manipulator, right? And the person that had some red flags as well. So it just kind of puts things in perspective when you think about how we may be the receiver of these things and then we also may be putting them out there. So years ago, I was in a relationship. We're going to call this guy Jerome, okay? And everything was perfect. Dom is laughing over here. Everything was perfect in the beginning, Dom. I was getting so much attention, which I loved. He would call me often. And there was a thought that I had in my mind when he would call often. And I thought it was kind of cute. It was kind of like a low-key obsession kind of control aspect. But at that point in the relationship, I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh my God. you know. And let's be honest, my self-esteem was in a space in life where it wasn't the highest. So there were things that I thought were cute or acceptable that probably were more red flags that I wasn't really aware of at that moment. And so if he, if I had missed a call, right, he would blow my phone up. And part of me was like, dog, you bugging. But then again, because of how my self-esteem was set up, there was part of me that enjoyed it. Red flag alert, red flag alert, because that was a red flag. Okay. You blowing, you calling me like more than 20 times because I missed your call. That's a, that's a bit much. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's yes. a lot. Okay. But lady, you'd be surprised how often that happens. I'm just saying. Okay. And you probably listen to like, girl, I be that happens to me too. My, like, dude, you, calls you me. My dude calls me 35 times. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a safe space. No judgment. We're just putting the stuff out there. Right. So as this relationship progressed, people around me, like my friends and my family, they begin to say like, don't seem right. They began to share their concerns. And I also became MIA. Like I was missing in action. I wasn't around as much. I wasn't as accessible. And what I realized in hindsight, when I look back on that relationship, he was trying to strategically pull me away from folks that I was close to. Right. And at this point in the relationship, I was already in what I thought was love, right? I was in love or so I thought. And so my guard was down and it was easier for me to accept more bullshit, right? Because if he would have tried with the bullshit on day one, I, w- I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have had it, right? I probably wouldn't be like, hold up. But once you get sucked in, and you're like, oh, I love this person. We're close now. Like we've been together for this amount of time. 
it makes it tricky, right? And so I tried to break up with Jerome so many times. And I remember this one time we were either, we were in like Philly, we were either on I-95 or I-76 and got into an argument about something. And he threatened to jump out of the moving car, y'all. We're driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. He's in the passenger seat and gets mad about some shit and threatens to jump out of the car. That is a manipulation alert, okay? Yes, And a red flag. Yes. So those were some of the things that I went through in that particular relationship. And one of the things I will say as well, we can probably dive into this a little later, Dom. I dealt with a lot of shame. And we talked about this on a previous episode about toxic relationships. I felt a lot of shame when I looked back on the relationship because if someone would have told me that I would be in a relationship where I put up with all that stuff, I would have been like, you, you lying. Like what the young people say, that's cat. Like, no, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Like it's not gonna happen. But when you get into this situation, it allows you to have a lot more empathy for other people, right? Victims who stay in domestic abuse, right? Because it gets you in. Like they, they get you to lower your guard down. They, they are being very strategic. So when someone is being very strategic and they have a mission and a goal to get you into a certain space, we have to give ourselves grace because we were plotted on. Like someone was purposely trying to get us into a position. And because many times we're loving trusting people, it makes it an easy, it makes us an easy target, right? And so I used to always ask myself, how did someone who was raised by a strong black woman end up in a situation like this? And after I lived through it, I understood like, oh, right? I was plotted on. So what do you think, Don? What do you think about that? And what about your experiences with any of this stuff? You know, I think it's more common than we realize, right? And I think maybe this will be a future episode for us of like the quote unquote strong black woman who finds herself in a relationship where there's emotional abuse. Right. And and for some physical abuse. Right. And sexual abuse. And so it is way more common than we readily talk about. Right. Like I think about myself, I think about a lot of my friends and. I could say. Almost every woman I know. Has experienced manipulation. But damn sure everybody has experienced red flags in relationships before, right? And I think about the experience that you just shared and how there are various points, there are like stages to which certain people, abusers, stages in which they move to get you into that space where then they can really inflict even more harm, right? And so you talked about that when you pointed out that initial, what we call love bombing, and we'll talk about that in a second, right? Like give a definition of what that looks like. But you talked about that in the beginning, where in the beginning, everything is beautiful, right? And then slowly, you were being pulled away from your family and friends. And my guess is that 
there was also some bad mouthing of certain family and friends who were probably warning you Mm -hmm. about what they were witnessing. For sure. Absolutely, Dom. And you hit the nail on the head too, because I know a lot of women who've also, women and men, let's, let's. Yes, let's be real. Women and people, people, just everybody, right? Who have experienced some of these things. But no, you're absolutely right, Dom. Bad talking people so that you don't go to them and tell them things, right? Just, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It is really tough. And I think, you know, that's by design, right? So that if you, if your partner is bad mouthing the person that you're closest to, then that puts you in an awful situation, right? Mm -hmm. But then in some cases, that bad mouthing is actually gaslighting. Or Mm -hmm. it might be projection. It might be a host of other things that Mm. is not, does not have anything to do with the person that they're bad mouthing. Exactly. But the intent is there. The intent is clear that the abuser or manipulator, your partner, sees this person in your life as a threat. Mm -hmm. Right? Because whoever this person is, this person is helping you stay strong, helping you keep your eyes wide open to what's going on. But then when your partner disses them, I'm sorry, I'm telling my age by using the word diss. <laughs> when they come for them. <laughs> when they come, when your partner comes for that person. Right, right. It then has you questioning not your partner, but that person. Yes. And then it further distances you from your people, right. your tribe, your community that you can go to to get help when this person switches it up on you. Right. And right. I know for me, when I think about, cause I asked myself that question so many times when I reflected back on the relationship, how did you let this happen? Was what I continued to ask myself because I didn't understand. Again, I didn't have language for it at that time. But when I think back to two main ways that the manipulator can strategically tear someone down and chip away at your confidence and self-esteem, these are the two things that come up, right? The first one is love bombing. Yep. Love bombing. Can we just talk, Don, can you talk about what it is? And I want to talk about, and then can we talk about how it feels when you are love bombed? So what is love bombing? child, that love bombing is, oh, okay. So (laughs) it is, it might feel like, like just so fucking amazing. Like, like you feel like you are on cloud nine because what it does, what it's designed to do is it really is like that, that honeymoon phase of the relationship on a million. Okay. Okay. Let me like, I just want to be clear. It is honeymoon phase on a million. What it looks like is they are coming in and you are the queen of the universe and everything revolves around you Mm -hmm. and they are showing up with their best foot forward, right? Mm -hmm. So initially it's, they are calling you every day. Mm -hmm. 
right? So we haven't gotten to the point where they're calling you 20 times when you don't answer. They're exactly. not there yet, right? Not they yet, haven't not yet. Not yet. Because that would be a red flag that you would catch in that first week or two, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because your guard is still kind of up because naturally all of us, like when we're first meeting somebody, our walls are kind of up a little bit, right? In those first couple of weeks. And so those first couple of weeks, it's the good morning text. Mm. And it's beyond the good morning and they leave it be, right? Yes. It's good morning. I hope you have a beautiful day. Or good morning. How did you sleep? Oh, I hope you do well on that project you told me about from your job. They're very attentive. They're listening to yes. all the details. I all hope your sister, things. your sister Boquisha, I hope she good today. You know, whatever, whatever details you may have told them about, they remember that stuff and they're pointing them out, right? Yes. They have all the time for you. Yes. They pay attention because they're so attentive. You're going to your favorite restaurants. You are seeing your favorite artist in concert. I mean, just imagine your dream relationship. Yes. And that person is providing it for you. You're getting flowers or food delivered at work or school or at home if you're working remotely. Okay. Y'all having those five hour conversations on the phone and they just get you. It just makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? You ever yes. remember that Dom? Like that honeymoon yes. phase where it's just like it in your mind, it's just like, oh my gosh, my person. I found my soulmate. Like everything is just so amazing. It feels great. Till it's not. Till it's not. Exactly. Exactly. Until it's not. It's just such a mind fuck too, because to go from that point and then to have the behaviors change, I feel like sometimes there's a grieving process that needs to take place because once they turn up and y'all, I'm going to use this. I know I shouldn't say, okay, we're working on using the word crazy. And I know that there's a lot of stigma around the word crazy. I wanted to say turn up the crazy, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like turn up the wildness, turn up the... They turn it up, right? And once it's turned up there, I think sometimes there needs to be a grieving process because I think a lot of times in our mind, we're like, wait, I want to believe what I experienced at first because this was real. This felt really amazing. I want to get back to that point. But then they begin to deprive you of that, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the thing is that it is real. It is, yeah. What you felt in the beginning is real. What does that mean? real in their intentions though. Right. So your feelings were real. Your feelings were real. Yeah. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama, to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced and black as the country we reflect stories should never be told about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get your podcasts lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you felt cared for, when you felt loved, those were real feelings that you had based on the behaviors that were being presented. The problem is that that person was not giving you the real of them, right? The real who they are. And so then what ends up happening is over time, they slowly start to pull those things away, right? But by this point, you're in it. In it, and don't let the sex be good. Can we just be real? That's a whole nother episode. That's about a whole how, how good sex will get you caught up. God, okay. <laughs> and so, and that's the thing, right? Like, so they're giving you all this. Like, there are so many things that feel good, mm-hmm. and then you're you've bought into the relationship. Yeah. And a lot of us will be hesitant to walk away once we start really noticing the red flags, we'll push them away, right? And in some instances, that may be where the gaslighting starts. Because you notice a red flag and you call it out Mm -hmm. and you get told, no, 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 that's not what you're seeing. Exactly. No, no, no. That is not the reality. Yeah. It's such a sick, sick 
process, right? That someone takes people through it. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, that's a really evil mastermind, right? And when you think about love bombing, that alone can get you, no matter who you are, right? You show someone all the attention, you give them everything that they've been asking for, especially when it's done over time, especially if you're vulnerable. Like I remember losing family members and being in such a vulnerable state in my life where I was so susceptible to experience something like that. That alone can get you. But I think the other one, Don, that's also really can be detrimental, right? It's winning your family and friends over with their mask, right? So you, you've, child, you've done invited this person into your family, right? Mm -hmm. They know your family members. Now they're spending time with people one-on-one and building a relationship with them. And again, many times people will present their representative, right? They showcase this person in the beginning of the relationship. So the family's like, oh my gosh, I love Daryl. He's so awesome. He's so good with the car. He's so sweet. I'm just making up names, y'all. Right, he's so sweet right. with the car. Like He's so nice to you. Oh my gosh, he's the one who sent you flowers at work. And because of the vision they have in their mind, they'll begin to say, y'all relationship goals. Oh, you need to stay with Oh, you need to stay with that person. They got money. Ooh. Oh, don't you want to have a baby Ooh. and be married? And so they don't even know all the things that are going on in the relationship. But now, boom, they're promoting it, right? And this is when this is when the person, the perpetrator is on their best behavior, right? They're opening doors, they're buying gifts, they're pretending to be a stand-up person in front of your family. And again, the tricky part is sometimes our family and friends get looped in, they get sucked into this yes. and they become an advocate for the person, right? And now they support the relationship. So and, it's just, and, yeah. And that makes it harder for then, for you then to want to leave, right? Exactly. Because let's say you get to that point where you are recognizing the red flags and you're like, wait, hold on. And you go to a family member and you're explaining to them what's going on. And they're like, I mean, is that is that the only thing Daryl is doing? Because just the other day he came over and he fixed the brakes on my car and he he took your granddaddy over to, to church. Like gave him a ride to church the other day. And you know, nobody likes taking granddaddy to church. And and so then the family will start saying things to then make you feel guilty about wanting to leave or make you feel like maybe it's you. Oh my goodness. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe Maybe I'm just ungrateful. Maybe I'm missing out on something. Like yes. maybe or it's Tom, maybe it's me. Don't you hate when the family's like, "Oh, you can't keep a man. Oh, you can't keep a woman. Or you can't." Now it's like you said. Now it's you. That is just oh, especially when you're in this toxic relationship, you're trying to get out of. I would say that love bombing and then this whole mask, the represent the representative. Those two have gotten me deep, deep into like in relationships. And Tom, I don't know if you've heard about the the Tinder swindler. I have, yes. Girl, I if you have not watched that next Netflix series, go look it up. When you're vulnerable, basically, long story short, right? This guy was on Tinder messaging women. He was basically taking them through this whole cycle that we're talking about now where he would love bomb them. They began dating, things got serious, and he would ask for large sums of money. And because they you know, went on a private jet their first date, and because he had the name brand stuff, he looked like money. At the point that he was asking for the money, he had already gotten deep into the relationship with them. And so there was no reason why they wouldn't 
give him the money, right? I think at the surface level, when you hear that, it's kind of like, girl, you don't give nobody no money. Like, but when you're in it, it's different, right? When you're vulnerable, right. when you're a good person with pure intentions, sometimes we can't fathom how sick people are and what they can be capable of, right? Which makes us susceptible to these kinds of violations and abuse. And so you may watch the Tinder swindler and think, what the fuck did they send? Why the fuck? Right? Did they send this man all this money? What the fuck were they thinking? I would have never fell for that. In real life, when you're going it's through a hard easy. time, right? It's easy. It's easier than you think. And I, my perspective has definitely been shifted because I've gone through situations that I thought I would never go through and done things I was like, I would never do that. Or I would never put up with that. So don't be judged, lady. We're about to dive into one of my favorite parts of this conversation because we're going to show you. This is what a, a gaslighting statement looks like, right? This is what a red flag should be. This is what manipulation looks like. But first, what we'd love you to do, lady, go to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast. We are we have posted a blue square for you, right? We may even add the episode name there so you know what to do. This is going to be an insider for those that listen at least up to this point. Go to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast. Just scroll down the feed. And when you see the blue square with this episode title, Drop something that a manipulator has said to you that you would like for other women and people to be privy to, right? Or something they need to look out for. I know for me, it was the someone just saying, like, oh, you're crazy or denying your reality. Oh, you didn't, that didn't happen. I didn't do that. And can I just tell you, it 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 really does make me a bit emotional to speaking about gaslighting because at the end of the day, we are all we have, right? Our intuition, it's so important for us to be in tune with ourselves, to be in tune with spirit, to be in tune with your intuition. And when someone swoops in and they make you doubt that about yourself, it's fucked up. It is. It's really fucked up. It really is. It really is. Because you think about like the example you gave in the beginning, Tom, about the red lipstick, like denying someone of their reality when you know that it's true, but you know that there's an ulterior motive that you have there and you're Mm -hmm. trying to break them down so that you can then plant seeds later and get away with things. It's just really, really sick. And it makes me sad because I think about myself. I think about women that I know, women who I know right now, young women who are going through this with a partner and they're stuck and they're in the cycle and there's nothing that anyone else can do but them because Right. It's just something they're living through. Right. And and when you're already in it, it's kind of hard to listen to advice from other people. You kind of have to have that breakthrough on your own. So, lady, we're going to dive into these statements of what gaslighting actually looks and sounds like. Okay. You ready? You ready, Dom? Here go this first one. Okay. You know, you sound insane right now, right? Now, why would they say that, Don? Why would the other person say that? Let's give a scenario or example of like, when would that even come up? So let's say that we go back to our red lipstick example, right? Mm -hmm. And Terry, you're telling me like, no, Don, like my, I just went and checked, like my lipstick is red. If I'm really trying to gaslight you, I'm, I'm going to be like, Terry, you know, you know, you sound insane right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm looking at your lips and they're not red, yet you're telling me that they are like, do you hear yourself? Do you like that really makes you sound insane right now? Yeah. I mean, that that's it right there. You know what came up for me too, Don? I was thinking about a previous relationship where the person was like, 
you shouldn't talk to guys or like have any guy friends. And I know you're listening to this lady and you're probably like, what? That sounds absolutely bizarre. Like for someone to say that in a relationship, like you can't have any friends or talk to any of your male colleagues. Like someone actually said that. And if I am in the relationship and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I be able to have male friends like, or male colleagues? I work with them. And their response might be, well, you know, you sound the same right now. Like you're in a relationship. You should be only thinking about me and our relationship. And you, there's no reason for it. And they go on. And then you're like, well, damn, am I, shit, is he right? Like, should I not right. be able am to I talk insane? to my colleagues? Right. And now you're questioning yourself. Lord, the next one says, nothing you're saying makes sense. Do you even hear yourself? And girl, this makes me think about cheating, right? If someone is Girl, let's say you going through that phase. I think many of us have been there before, but you you looking through the phone and you done found some shit and you're like, God damn, now my titties on this phone. <laughs> this ain't my ass. <laughs> who is this? And you go up to your partner, you're like, yo, who, what is this in your phone right now? And they make up some crazy outlandish, like, oh, my homeboy, his phone, I'm just making this up, stopped working. So he had... This chick he was talking to text me the pictures because he was using my phone. And then you're like, are you kidding me right now? And he's like, why are you always accusing me of stuff? That doesn't make any sense. Do you even hear yourself? And you're like, wait, am I not making sense? Am I bugging right now? Maybe his homeboy did have... And then now you're going through this mental process, right? This mental right. gymnastics trying to make it make sense when it don't make no goddamn sense. Right. Okay. Who this next one. <laughs> Okay. That never even happened. Mm. Denying your reality. Oh, child. I, you know, as <laughs> I can think about instances where I have been recounting something mm-hmm. and the other person said, no, no, I was there too. What you're saying, that didn't happen. That's that's not how it happened. Like, it, that that never happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I remember being, saying to myself, like, I mean, I know my memory be off sometimes, but, like, is it that off? Okay. Like, did I make that up? I know. Mm-hmm. I, I know. But maybe I did, because he's saying that never happened. That's so sad, Dom, because because I think another thing that happens, too, is when there are moments when your memory is off and it's legitimate, they'll make sure to bring that up so they can continue to plant that seed of, okay, let me plant the seed that you have a bad memory, you have trouble remembering things, so that when they do some bullshit down the line, now I can come back to that, right? That never happened. I, I, I was thinking of something else. Damn, it escapes me, but... That was a really good example, Dom. It'll come back to me, but that was the that was the next one. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that's the thing. Like it t- those like it ties into the this this is what happened actually, right? Yeah, like, so they're yeah. trying to make you think that you your memory is off, and they'll plant the seed of something that they're making up to make you forget what actually happened, right? And that's a bold ass statement. Like if you and I are somewhere together, Dom, and let's, I mean, I'm a very understanding. I think we're both very understanding mm-hmm. women. And I know that there are times where I don't remember everything, right? So let's just say that that is the foundation of 
from which I'm working for from, everybody, right? for everybody. And we experienced something together. If we were out, like when I was, you know, when I was down there visiting you and we hung out and if I thought I saw something and you were like, oh no, girl, you didn't see it. And I trust you. I'd probably just believe you Dom, because I don't have a reason not to. So if you were like, girl, no, that car wasn't, that car wasn't green girl. That car was red. I thought, oh, okay, damn, I'm tripping. And I believe, and if that continued to happen, I could see how that could chip away. And I'm like, okay, let me just refer to Dom because she has a better memory here. Right. So they say things like, this is what actually happened, or this is what I said. I think about also, because I have, you know, so many women that I know have talked about these situations with cheating or something, some type of infidelity or something where these are the kind of things that their partner or the person they were talking Mm -hmm. to would say to kind of get them off because they got caught. So then it's like, well, no, 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 it's not even like that. Or that's not even what happened. Or you, again, you have such a bad memory, right? Those are some of the things that they say to plant the seed of you not trusting your own reality. So those were the gaslighting ones. And I will say, Dom, it makes, I know for me, it legitimately made me feel insane. I I thought that I could not trust myself. I got to the point where I began to record and take notes from conversations because I was like, oh, no, 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 something ain't right here. Like I, I need to record the conversation. I need to write it down, email it to myself, something so that I have a track record of what actually happened because I did begin to stop trusting myself, which is so scary because we have to trust ourselves, right? We are trustworthy. We are worthy of being trusted. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. And it, you know, and I think the thing is, is that you want to be mindful too, because like, because gaslighting is a red flag, right? The first time it, the first time it happens, that's a red flag. Mm Mm-hmm. And learning to trust your gut and your instincts. And we'll, we're going to dive into some of these red flags right now, right? Like that getting in tune with yourself is so, so important Mm -hmm. because when, when you have that little pause, that internal nudge you're able to, when you're in tune with yourself, you're able to check in and you're able to ask yourself, is this my reality? Mm-hmm. Am I bringing in past trauma that's not relevant? Do I need to check in with someone else to, do I need to like run this by another trusted source? Mm-hmm. And so, some of the red flags. So we mentioned gaslighting. We've talked about love bombing. This next one. Ooh, child. Girl. This next one. It happens across relationships. This is not, this is not, this is not just for romantic relationships. This one is for your family for the workplace, for friendships. This is for anybody in your life. It is a red flag when they do not respect your boundaries. Now I'll say there's a difference between respecting and liking your boundaries. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. 
Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, You'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black Stories, Black Truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't have to like any of your boundaries. Not a one. <laughs> but if I care about you, I will respect your boundaries. Can I give you an example real quick, Dom? Yep. It's like yep. very Go fresh in my life. Okay. <laughs> So my baby, she will be two very soon and we're teaching her about boundaries and she's speaking so well and she communicates well. And so there are times where I'll ask for a kiss or a hug and she says no. And I do not like that at all, but I want her to feel empowered with her boundaries. And so I do my best to respect it. And so sometimes I'll just say, please. And then she says no. So I say, okay, I'll leave it alone. So I just step back. Right. I, what I said was, please, lady, in case you didn't hear me. I'm like, please. And then she's like, okay, no. So I'm like, okay. And as her mother, I'm like, I want to hold my baby and give her a big hug and kiss, but she's not in the mood for it. So I'm like, okay, it's important for you to know that when you say no, that's what that means. Yeah. I'm probably going to pull back on the please. I know, I know. I'm going to pull back on the please. 
And at the same time, I think it's empowering her to realize that it, her voice does matter. And so there are times where I'll ask and she does give me a hug and a kiss, which is great. And I cherish those moments because you know that they're real. You know that exactly. she really meant it in that moment. She really exactly. wanted to give you a hug and kiss in that moment. Yes. Yeah, so I'm still a work in progress on this one, but that is, that's an example, right? You don't have to like the boundary, but do they respect the boundary? The yes. next one, we talked about this a little bit, but they check in frequently and there's a hint of possessiveness there, right? Lady, if you're not watching us on Patreon, you had to see the, the simultaneous <laughs> rolling of the eyes on that one. Because, <laughs> because I think, at least for me, the the possessiveness is the, ugh, it's the mm-hmm. cringe, right? Yes. And the checking in frequently, but really it's that hint of possessiveness that yeah. they don't want you talking to anybody else, right? Yeah. So if we're talking about heterosexual relationships, then like the guy that I'm dating says he doesn't want me talking to any other man. And like in the example that you gave, Terry, of like not being able to have male friends or not being able to talk the only men that you're allowed to talk to is your is him and your family and sometimes not even not even even your family i was gonna say girl sometimes not even family because that was yes that happened (laughs) that 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 become and so when that happens like that is a red flag because a person who truly respects you because relationships take time to form romantic relationships well all relationships take time to build trust yeah. So, but a person who respects you and they are secure within themselves, they are going to communicate if they have concerns about someone that they see you interacting with. But they also will recognize that if you are a person who is very social or engages with a lot of people, that's something that they will understand and respect. And if they don't, they will move it along to the next person. They will, you all will no longer need to be in a relationship. So the fourth one is they don't have many friends or a good relationship with their family. And then I just added, as you were speaking down, or a relationship with self. Like, right. I just think about who I was when I was in my early 20s and how I showed up in the dating scene. I, I would be a cold motherfucking piece if I was out dating. I'm happily married right now, but I'm saying like, if I were out in the dating world, I'd be a cold piece because there's just a bunch of shit that I just know I wouldn't put up with because I put up with it before. I know what it did to me and how it impacted me. And there's just, I'm like, I'm, mm-mm. We're not here whole, for it. We're not here for it. So they don't have friends, right? That says something. They don't have friends or a good relationship with their family. But I think that there are, you, you do want to dig into it and just, Pick yes. up the themes as they talk about their family, as you all are getting to know one another, pick up the themes because I'm not very close to my family, but when you peel back the layers of certain family members, when you pull back the layers, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I wouldn't be close either. Right. Like you understand the relationship with self. I put that there because I remember years ago, I think I was in like grad school or something, just talking to this guy real casual. And this motherfucker had the nerve to say that don't wait for this. I think I talked about it on the show before. I was cheating on him with myself because I'm very, I, I very much appreciate solitude. I could, when I was single, I would spend hours by myself just doing me, researching, reading. Girl, I was cheating on you with myself. 
that was a total red flag. It did, it did not go further than the little brunch that we had. Uh-uh. Cause I was like, oh no, I'll play it. I'm not fully evolved and my self-esteem ain't that high, but I know that shit ain't right. So yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that that is important to pay attention to, right? Like pay yeah. attention to the circle that they keep or lack yes. thereof. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, yeah, definitely dig deep. Like, like I dated someone who cut off multiple family members. And in hindsight, I was like, mm, I think it was you that was the problem, not those family members. And I dated someone else who had cut off certain family members. And it made sense once I dug deeper. Like it it just really, it was for, there was some trauma and for their own personal well-being, that was the best decision for them. Right. But I also looked at how they treat the other people around them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they don't have many friends, that person might be an introvert, right? Yeah, right. They might be extremely introverted and they like to keep their f- number of friends really low. But what's the quality of those friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. That'll give you a sign. Like how often do they really get to engage with them? How do they inter- interact with other people around them? That'll let mm-hmm. you know. So then that takes us to the next one. They want you to prioritize them. And see, that makes me think of the example that you gave about the guy who was like, you were cheating on him with yourself. Like, what? Girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, something that just came through for me as well is my personal belief. Now, we're all open to our personal opinions. I personally believe, after having lived the life that I've lived for these many years, right, I believe that we should never pour our all into anything. Like, let me just say what I mean by that. We talk a lot about filling our cup, right? I don't think we should be filling anyone else's cup. I think it's okay to pour into other people's cups, but I don't think we need to pour pour everything out of our own cup. I'm married and love my husband and my daughter dearly. I love my siblings. Like I love, I love my people, but I'm not pouring all of nothing into anybody else. Like you have to fill your cup first. I believe that we have to be in relationship with ourselves and then we can pour. I could could pour, I could pour a nice amount into your cup too. And I can still, I can still be good because I've already done the work and I poured into myself, but I don't think we should be filling anyone else's cup. I think we can pour, but we don't need to be filling it up. Right. Right. Not, not, not depleting ourselves. If you want to fill it because you're overflowing, that's cool. But we should not be feeling to our detriment, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. That does. That does. And so then I think that takes us to number six of they try to isolate you and take up all your time. And yes, the bad mouthing of the people closest to you right so that's Mm -hmm. part of the how they will isolate you right is they will start talking shit about somebody close to you and and then make it so that you don't feel comfortable hanging around that person right Mm -hmm. and what they will do also is so here's the thing let's say that i am venting to my partner about somebody 
that I'm close to, right? Mm -hmm. And it might not even be venting. I might just be sharing something that's happening, right? And next thing I know, fast forward a few days, and now my partner and I are in conversation, and they start, they bring up what I had talked to them about a few days before, but now they're using it to talk shit about that person, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And now I'm like, one of two things might happen. Either one, I'm going to say, oh, I can't share anything about this person with my partner anymore. Mm -hmm. Or two, I'm going to stop talking to that person because I don't want to either, I don't want to either upset my partner by continuing to engage with this person. Or I don't want my partner to continue to say bad stuff about this person. I don't want this person to find out that my partner is talking shit. So I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to remove myself because I want my, my focus is maintaining my relationship. Yeah. And so I'm going to remove myself from that person. Which is exactly what my partner wanted me to do. Exactly. And you brought, you talked about that earlier in the episode too, Dom. And the example that I thought of for this one is, you know, let's say for instance, I'm thinking about my personal experience lady. So you're going to notice a theme here. So I'm kind of tying this in, but if there's a guy, you know, that I may have been talking to and he sees that, okay, you have some, you have a lot of male support in your family. So I'm going to try to start picking off one by one. So maybe the next time, you know, they come to the house and visit, we go back to, you know, my partner's house and they're like, yeah, I saw your uncle looking at you kind of mm, funny. I didn't like it. Just planting little seeds of doubt. It may not even be true. Right. But now right. it's making me a little funny. Now I'm like, wait, shit, was he now? I feel weird around my uncle. And that was the uncle I could trust and talk to. You know what I mean? I could talk to this yep. uncle about things and he could have been an advocate for the relationship I was in when I needed help. But now my partner sees the connection that we have. And now he would try to plant seeds of doubt there. So just being aware, lady, of like what's going on, this takes us to the last one here, which is if you have a bad gut feeling, explore it. Like you have it for a reason. Listen to your intuition. I think that's the the core of the message here. Listen to your intuition. I know that because of a lot of the trauma that I experienced, there were many times where I did not trust myself and did not trust my intuition. It took a long time for me to build up my confidence and self-esteem and trust my intuition. And so I think part of that for me was like building a solo brand where I had a chance to make decisions on my own. That was one short way. Should we do a quick recap, Dom, of the seven red flags? Yeah, yeah. I want to say one quick thing, though, yeah. about the, the bad gut feeling is to really listen pay attention to it. If yeah. it keeps nagging at you, pay attention and maybe go and talk to your support system, talk to a therapist to kind of help or journal about it, to kind of really try to tease apart what is it that's really nagging at you and why. Because I had, I was in, there was a relationship that I was in that in hindsight, I was like, oh, there one there were red flags that i ignored but two there were multiple points where i had a bad gut feeling and i ignored it i ignored my intuition because at the time 
I wanted the relationship to work. And so I ignored it. Question for you, Dom. Did you know what the bad gut feeling was or did you just have a feeling in in your gut, which is like something ain't right? I don't know what it is. Or did you have more insight into what it was? There was one point when it was just, this is a bad feeling. And then there was another point where I was like, I had a sense of what it was. Okay. And I was like, nah, this can't be it. Yeah. Nah, nah. Mm. And talking myself out of it. Yeah. I know we're, we've been recording for a while, ladies, so we're probably going to have a deeper conversation on the after show because one of the things I want to ask you about, Dom, I want to talk about how we can spot manipulation. I want to learn about, you said something powerful too, I wanted the relationship to work. I think that's a whole other conversation, so I'd love to dive into that on the after show. And then also, what can we say to perpetrators when we notice that we're with someone and we notice these behaviors? What do we say in the actual, like in the moment, right? So. Right. I think we could do a quick recap and then we yep. can hop over to the after show to have a deeper conversation. All right. So when you are noticing red flags, these are the things, these are the red flags that you will come in contact with. Gaslighting. Love bombing. They don't respect your boundaries. They check in frequently and there's a hint of possessiveness. They don't have many friends or a good relationship with their family or relationship with self. They want you to prioritize them. They try to isolate you and take up all of your time and sometimes even badmouth those closest to you. And then finally, you have a gut feeling. Okay, ladies. So be sure to go to our Instagram at Herspace Podcast. Go to that blue square like we asked you to to do in the middle of the episode and share what's something a manipulator has said to you that you would like for other women to be privy to. And then if you want to tune into the after show and also watch the video, we'd be getting, you know, a little cute whatever for you on the video. Go to herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry slash Patreon, and you can get access to our Patreon content. It is reasonably priced, lady. Okay. Support the podcast. Support this Black woman-owned, founded, and Black woman-created, did I miss something, podcast. Okay. (laughs) We appreciate you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at her Space Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. 
I attract abundance and prosperity with ease. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.